Good morning and welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for May 1st, 2016. Koyo here. So glad you joined us on this May day. It's May already. <laughs> also, <clears throat> we recently celebrated National Arbor Day. I wouldn't have remembered that until I saw an article in the paper that mentioned it. And I want to honor trees as our teachers. And I was reminded of um, one day at the park, I saw a lady, young lady, standing next to a tree. And her arm was stretched out sideways and her palm was touching a, a knot on the tree. A knot is where a limb was cut off and it forms what's called a knot. And her hand was covering that. And she, my eyes, that she just stood there, not moving. And as I was walking by, I was pretty far away, but I noticed that she wasn't moving. And I mentioned this to a when we had a little sangha gathering and one lady right away she said oh yeah she had she's um, either had or is going to have breast uh, surgery mastectomy and she was communing with this tree who also got scarred by having his branch cut off and I had not thought about that at all. And, uh, and this lady that mentioned that in our Sangha group, she had had breast surgery. And so there was a close association there and of empathy. <laughs> I really I thought that was a nice teaching there. But I also thought about trees... I remembered in my book, Bright Dawn, where I jog along the lakefront path in Evanston, Illinois. And as you jog along a path in a park, uh, you can't help but notice all kinds of trees. And I had associations to trees. I had the book right here, and I so I looked and I said, some of the pictures I had in the book were of trees, and one is of two small trees, very delicate branches and and leaves. They form an arch over the jogging path. And I was reminded of a wedding arch where they have some flowers uh, when they do the wedding ceremony. And so I, when I jogged through this arch, I would think about uh, our relationships, I guess. Of course, marriage is a, one of the most closest relationships. Then I ran under a ginkgo tree, and I took a picture of the, the ginkgo leaves looking up from underneath the, this pretty good-sized ginkgo tree 
And their, their leaves, of course, are very distinctive. And ginkgo leaves, I didn't know, but my my mother and my sister both were tea teachers in the Urasenke School of Tea, and their logo is the ginkgo leaf. Ginkgo is one of the oldest trees, originally from China. And as I think about how, as an ancient species, each ginkgo tree came from a seed, and each seed came from another seed, all living things are like that. We had parents, our parents had parents, going way back. And, uh, well, another tree that I took a picture of and included in the book was, I call it a heart tree, because it was shaped like a upside-down heart shaped, and it rarely had leaves, so it was always very distinctive against the sky. It's it's branches you can see. And I was thinking about courage that it speci- that it represented when you get knocked upside down <laughs> and so forth. And then there was this um willow tree that uh was right in the middle of a pond next to Lake Michigan. It was a big, beautiful tree. And during the writing of the book, one morning when I ran by, it had fallen down in a recent storm. And it taught me about impermanence. It was a big old, daily, large tree like that. doesn't last forever. And, of course, it will go back to the earth decompose, give nutrients for another tree, and another tree was planted there, another willow tree, you know. I have a picture of what I call the Zen tree. There was the the Zen circle, in Japanese called Enso, and there was a, it was a tree where the bottom part of the trunk was, for some reason, white, maybe about uh, three, four feet from the ground up was all white and in the middle of that white band was this darker uh, bark making it just a perfect circle and every time I ran ran by that tree I thought about circles and then I ran ran by these trees medium sized trees but they were very I don't know what kind of trees they were but they were um, not the, the trunk was not straight up and down vertically, but curved around close to the ground. And they looked like, <laughs> I call them jitterbugging trees because there was two of them and they looked like they were dancing together with their with their trunks, you know, rotating around and almost horizontal, right low to the ground there. They really looked like they were dancing together. And uh, so I, when I thought about these trees in Arbor Day, I went and got my book and revisited. Well, well, today I'd like to introduce our guest to give us a Dharma glimpse. This is Mark Cayo. Cayo is Ocean Sun. He lives in Florida. 
Bobby gets to see a nice uh, sunrise from the east coming up over the ocean. He was part of our LM5 group. And let's hear from Mark Kyle. Good morning, everybody. As always, it's an honor to be asked to give a Dharma glimpse for a live Dharma Sunday. Springtime is here once again, or is almost here, depending on where you live in the country. I live in Florida, and we are well into our springtime here. I know a lot of the northern states aren't quite into their springtime yet, but don't worry if you live in the northern states, springtime is definitely on its way. With springtime is the awakening of life. As it comes out of its long winter slumber, the animals are active again, whether they're big or small, and the flowers are in bloom and the trees are once again growing. Which leads to the realization that life is anew. I find it interesting that cultures all across this fantastic blue sphere that we call Earth, that we live on, have some pretty unique and interesting ways that they celebrate springtime. One of my favorites comes from Thailand, and it's a festival called Songkran. Songkran translates into English as water festival. And if you're interested in learning more about Songkran, you can go online and do a Google search and it comes back with all kinds of cool videos and pretty cool pictures. It's definitely worth checking out. The water festival, Songkran, is pretty much like a giant water fight where everybody gets splashed or sprayed with water in a good manner. And what that signifies in their culture is the washing away of old thoughts and emotions of the previous year which lets you begin a fresh new start. Me and my family we have sort of adopted our own version of Songkran and we have our own water fight filled with laughter and good times and it definitely leaves a lasting impression throughout the year on everyone that's involved. Which reminds me of a quote from one of my favorite movie characters of all time. Doc Emmett Brown from the Back to the Future trilo trilogies. When Doc arrives back from the future in an 1885 steam-powered locomotive time machine, he tells Marty, the future isn't written in stone, the future is what you make of it, so make it a good one.
that statement has always really resonated with me, and that's something that stuck with me all through these years. That's something that I think about from time to time. So my parting thoughts for today are, I urge everybody who's listening to get outside and to celebrate spring. Find a festival that celebrates springtime. If you can't find a festival, create a new tradition for yourself and maybe for your family as well. Get out there, have a good time, wash away the old, start a brand new day. And like Doc said, make the future a good one. Thank you for listening and have a good day. Thank you very much. Nice topic, springtime. And indeed, uh, uh, all kinds of cultures have celebrations. And, uh, you know, nature, the seasons, the winter festivals, I'm sure there are autumn and spring festivals, summer festivals. And I'm sure they they started a long time ago when we were more of an agricultural society and spent a lot of occupations and livelihoods were were spent you know, related to agriculture, growing crops and being outside and I know some people, uh, maybe we might call them uh, blue-collar workers, but they take a a job working outside very aware that they chose this because they could work outside, even though perhaps it's not as lucrative money-wise as some other occupations that they could have gone into. But they realize the benefit, the joy of being able to work outdoors. And for those of us who have discovered the joys of gardening and so forth, I really echo Mark Kyle's advice to go outside. Take it outside. (laughs) But to create a springtime festival uh, for yourself, for your family, for your your children, all get together. Um, is a tremendous idea. Um, Sometimes when I was teaching in college, comes and, boy, you know, (laughs) that's a rough competition to have the students wanting to stay indoors and come to our class when the day is so nice. So sometimes a lot of teachers will say, hey, let's take it outside. We'll go and sit on the grass outside in the campus, and I know students really appreciate that. There's something about being outside. and uh, I know my father, the late Reverend Gilmey Kobosa, he loved to 
to garden. I always took care of the temple grounds, even in the inner city. Uh, could plant flowers and so forth. And uh, once on the interview, they were talking about it, and he said, yeah, I like dirt. <laughs> and he kind of smiled and chuckled, your hands into the earth. And to see things grow, I think it kind of resonates to something very deep within us. When we go outside and look at nature and we see growing things, uh, and particularly each season, of course, has their own teachings, but spring is so powerful in terms of the renewal aspect. And I think people consciously or probably unconsciously, it really resonates to their own spiritual renewal. Um, And somewhere in our subconscious, we realize that there's a cycle, that it's not just a continuous, unchanging season. Human mortality. And this really adds the punch to the joy of being alive, (laughs) I guess, you know. So I have to really uh, put my hands together and gush and bow to nature itself uh, for being a tremendous teacher. Well, that's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going. That's what nature teaches us. And you have a very beautiful day. Thank you.